<laughs> a lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil. Can evil. Not our real names. Nailed it. too much man yeah we have our new mascot yeah. um, hello <laughs> mr well he did say hannibal so we can say well hello clarice hello mr wilson because that's that's the movie he says it in good morning mr wilson i'm having an old friend for dinner <laughs> it's getting Fa- better fava beans and a nice key census taker once tried to test me <laughs> i ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> totally improvised, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, by Sir Anthony Hopkins on the day. Did he try anything else? You use Avian skin cream, but not today. I myself cannot. I myself cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, we, I say that so often I sometimes. Like, you're like, oh, do you see that? I myself cannot. Just just to see if anyone yeah. ever and nobody ever does. Most people look at you look at you like you're yeah. a weirdo. But I would look at I would just start laughing. Yeah. You know. This is, uh, he's actually pretty cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has he is. 14 <laughs> points of articulation. Yeah, he does. <laughs> we, I got him at Meyer. It was the only one. It was in an aisle that it shouldn't be. Yeah, the last so episode we talked about like it. It shouldn't have been there. At length. Our, our, all right all right yeah we've been rolling for a little while it looks we? like we uh we might have to extend the music at the beginning yeah yeah well we always said we wanted it to kind of casually come on in you know like we're conversing and they're coming in and the camera's coming in from yeah. a distance and they're kind of spying on us for a minute and then we notice them yeah the oh, curtain hey. the curtain is kind of like pulled back just a yeah. little bit yeah and they can kind of see like what's going on in there what are those guys doing? They're they're wearing the same clothing. Who are those wacky guys? They have a Hannibal Lecter doll. Oh, see what them. I did there? I said, "Who are the?" Oh. Hey, everybody! Yeah, <laughs> that was well. We'll see what we do in the editing process on this. But welcome, friends, to a little independent, the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan, and I'm Todd. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ryan. Hey, that's great. You haven't lost a step, kid. Kathleen. You're good. Kathleen Turner. She came up at a wedding I was at recently, and we were kind of playing a- (laughs) Came up, like in person? Yeah. Well, it came up because I brought her up, because it was a movie game, and I think I got the title wrong, and I still haven't looked it up, but the topic was Kathleen Turner and saying Kathleen Turner movies that you know, and I said P.J. Wachowski. Oh, shit. TJ and I, I was like struggling through it. She's a cop, right? Right. I totally it's forgot about that cover, movie. You know, just standing with authority. Yeah. And it was given to me, but I, I, I just don't know if that's the right name. And I was waiting for this whole time to see you. To ask yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Like, there's this thing called Google. I know. IMDb. I know. It felt good to not know. <laughs> I still don't know. So, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. I'm doing well. How's uh how's everything with you? Things are good. Life are changes, good. new new things yeah, yeah. happening. Yeah, new job again. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's not me. It's not me. It's he not, likes to he likes to keep it interesting. Yeah, keep it, yeah. Change I, I'm, is I'm, good. I'm pivoting. I'm trying to be happier. Change is your See, friend. If I could just do this for all the time, yeah, um, and then be able to pay my bills and such, that would be swell. I, and I'd be right here with you. Yeah. So listeners, yeah, it's I up to you'd you. Be with me a lot for that ride, it wouldn't just be me. If we could just do this, yeah. Listeners, it's not, not to put it, all this Give pressure on you, <laughs> but but the legion of listeners, uh, you know, By this it's point, it's yeah. up to you to whether you get us all to yourself yeah. all the time. Do you want us in good headspace or do you want us stressed? You <laughs> you want us overworked? <laughs> maybe, maybe you want us stressed. Maybe you want us angry. You want to rile us up. Keep us working for longer for the day jobs. But anyway, it's all good. I'm I'm super psyched with what I'm doing now, and uh, you know, it helps. It helps. You it are helps smiling a lot more, brother. Yeah. You, you Thanks, look man. good, brother. Thank you. As do you. You always look good. That's the thing. Uh, but yeah, and wait, then, wait. And then you know, like watching movies um, as per normal. I'm not like like digging for a lot of indie stuff, but I still got a good list. But you know. okay. Well, I recently went to the dollar store and bought, you know, in the the back to school right. <laughs> Oh, getting your protractor and your compass. Yeah, yeah. No, I got a, uh, a day little day planner thing. So I started because you watch, you forget so many movies that you've seen. Yeah. So I just started, eh, just write them down, give them a little rating, what yeah. I saw them on, and then I can always go back in case it's something oh, yeah, I want to. Me. That's cool. Yeah. Want to bring on the show? Well, maybe we can invent something that helps you do that. Because I do the same thing. I've I have little pieces of paper with lists of movies mm-hmm. all over. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and we'll we'll like invent the Palm Pilot or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you had a little touchscreen, that's a great we're name go, for it. You know, go that's, backwards. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see when the statute of limitations. But last episode was a first in a first because it was our first musical. Yes, and we had our first guest, who was Mrs. My Wife. Yeah, I was uh, my. I was setting you up Mrs. to do the me. the. The line. I was trying to foil you. It was it was my wife. There it is. <laughs> it's probably you know I know it's not maybe as prescient and people talk about it ad nauseum, but it may still be a thing for a hundred years. So um, that was uh, super fun, and uh, hopefully we have other guests coming down the road because you know maybe we do films and we can get guests related to the films at times. Or yeah. Do, post episodes where we interview people if it gets to that point that'd be super fun yeah any anybody involved in any film we did in any capacity would be great to to bring out as a guest maybe kind of do like a yeah, mini mini sode or something if it was movie yeah. one no matter how famous like, it is like maybe even blanche and this one will give us a call blanchard oh my goodness so <laughs> your week your your choice is a very yeah. special movie to me did did we have a little reprisal though for for jess from last the end of last episode. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I didn't thank her. Well, we 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 closed like we, we closed, closed like like a like, a, like a yeah. That's a good call. Like I, yeah. a like a salesman. We I guess first <laughs> guest nerves. Like you know you're you're in a routine and I think I think we were, we realized we were running long and then we just boom on door it out. Yeah. yeah, we did. Yeah. So so we'd um, like to take this official moment, really official. Yeah. And and honor our our to thank first guest, and hopefully from, not our last. Just for Bach, my wife from episode twenty. Thank you, Jessica. That's my wife. That's my wife you're talking about. 
No, we just turned into Harrison Ford. So your movie this yeah. week, I again very I'm special excited. one to me. I'll tell you why. Special to you. Yeah. My I movie. It's not special, but it's got a fun story of how I saw it first. Oh. So back in 2004, when it came out in Sundance, which would be January, right? That's when yes. Sundance is, and it was an 04 Sundance. Um, you have a story? Well, no. I Well, the movie is Open Water. Hold Did we for not? for recognition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think anybody said it up to this point. Open Water. That's We're just looking at our pages that say Open Water, forgetting it's not <laughs> a visual medium. So, wait, we're doing open water, right? Wait. Wait, yeah. wait. Episode 21, open water. Okay, I watched Todd's the right movie. Here we go. Yeah, if you got the notes from the wrong movie, we... we... <laughs> 2000 what did you say? Uh-oh. 2003 and IMD, IMDb. Uh-oh. 2004. Haunting. And no. Sundance. Oops. Yeah, yes. it was a 2000, but that makes sense because Sundance is in January. Yeah. So if the film came out in 03... Yeah, I saw this in the theater. Okay. And it may have been late 2003. Well, it actually. was bought it was bought at Sundance uh, by Lionsgate. Yeah, did it release in theaters ahead of that? No. No, because they did all kinds of editing and right. and color correction. So it must have been and... early. I don't know. I, I we saw it in when we were living in San Francisco, but the film is open water questionable release time based on my memory. <laughs> terrible memory. Uh, but the description, based on the true story of two scuba divers accidentally stranded in shark-infested waters after their tour boat has left. Yeah, that's exactly you like, right. You like that? Yeah, I think it. And yeah, I, I have the names of the people that were left. Oh boy. Yeah. We're gonna once again bring to you the listener incredible knowledge chasm. Well, knowledge chasm. We're gonna bring you knowledge chasm. <laughs> You know where that takes my mind immediately. This will be three Why episodes in a row that I that, that I have to talk about her. Horrendous! What I my my little my floor mance that which I actually Still? invented. Oh, the night yeah, we uh, Yeah, she hasn't completely lost my interest Not, yet. That's well, no, for sure. She shouldn't. She's extraordinary. Uh, shout out to the band Nightwish and all of their talented singers. Specifically one for Todd. One talented singer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's accurate, too. It is classified as an adventure drama horror. Uh, mm, I, I wouldn't say. Would you say horror? Yeah, a thousand percent. And oh. I'm, I'm, having seen. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it right off my chest, Todd. Yes. Right off my chest. OK, here it comes. It, it's not <laughs> it's not as great as I remember. Uh, let, hold on. Hold on. The acting is a lot poorer than I remember. Okay. And it's way more low budget than I remember. Oh, yeah. But again, I so I saw it in the theater, and Jess and I were living in San Francisco, and two of our friends were both from Switzerland. And my buddy Rolf looked like, I've talked about him to you before, he looked like uh, Ben Affleck, sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and his now wife Sabrina, super blonde, like, like truly, I mean, that's just kind of pinnacle. And they're the most incredibly beautiful couple ever. Um, and they've got perfect kids. I, I think their kids at this point are running businesses already and companies. I think they're both only like five or whatever. So we go to see this movie with them. And this is not a movie that they're super normally into. Um, you know, and we'd introduce them to a bunch of terrible, just white trashy 
stuff. Yeah. You know, foods, canned beer, um, you know, and they classed us up a little bit, taught us about wine and things like that. So we saw this movie in the theater, and it was really terrifying. And this was early 2000s. So this kind of... Blair Witch had already come out. This kind of had this. So the low budgetness was yeah. new at the time. Now, and for this podcast, I look at movies a little harder. I was like, holy shit, this is really shot interestingly. And I noticed all the filler that they had to put in yeah. to get it to an hour and 19 minutes long. To get, well, to, we got to, to move point. time along. Yeah, I have a yeah. one hour 19 as well. But in the theater, scary as hell. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So I would say horror for having seen it in the theater. For being for for being yeah. scared. Okay. And not just on things that you see and don't see, but the premise alone. I, I love the premise. Yeah. I mean, just you know, and we'll get to it, but Yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about the simplicity of it, but also I mean, just one guy it, it, yeah, does everything. His wife story about this. Um his wife does the producing as well. And uh, takes one camera, and they're both scuba divers, and they read the dive magazine that you mentioned about it being a true story. We're going to get into I have questions. Okay. I got. I, I, I got, knew you would. I, I have answers. I, knew you, I, may, I probably don't have as, as deep uh, research as you, um, but that's why we complement each other very well. Uh, so uh, starring, and I, I just I kind of took liberty here, so I just listed notable cast. Uh-huh. We have Blanchard Ryan as Susan Watkins. Had you seen her in anything before you saw this? No. When, when did you first see this, by the way? We should back up and say that. Yeah, back. You saw it back Back on? in the two, but I saw it on uh, DVD, so I didn't see it in the theater. So it was still around that time frame. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, 2005, six, somewhere gotcha. in there. And had you seen it since watching it for this? No. Okay, cool. No, I, I saw too. that it kind of got a reprisal. It was on Netflix, and then it was yeah. on Hulu, and I'm like, you know, now would be yeah. a good time to do it. We've got a lot of fun times. So she... Um, Blanchard Ryan, she's on the TV show Orange is the New Black. Um, she's news for a female reporter. That's a big show. Um, and there's another notable cast member in this movie. Very exciting for me to see that he was in this. Um, well, there's only other one other one, the guy that plays the asshole oh, on see, the boat. I, I didn't clock that, so maybe you can help me. So okay. first, Bill Blanchard Ryan. Um, and you'll see why I mentioned this. She um, has done a few Broken Lizard movies. She was in Super Troopers mm-hmm. and Beer Fest. I wrote those two down. So she probably had small roles in those, yeah. I would guess. Yeah. And so bear that in mind. But yeah. in Beer Fest, I think she plays landfills. Have you seen Beer Fest? I don't think I have because I was questioning okay. that when I read it. It's and fantastic. I, and I know you've liked mentioned that I like before. All their stuff. The and, Broken Lizard guys are amazing. Yeah. So her name is actually Susan Blanchard. Um, you know, Blanchard's her middle name, but Susan was already used at SAG, so she had to go with her middle name. Oh, wow. Um, Blanchard Ryan. I think that's super cool. As Blanchard opposed Ryan. to Susan Ryan, because Susan Ryan was already taken on well, SAG. She got to play Susan in this, <laughs> so there is her Susan. In Beer Fest, I think she played Landfill's wife. Second build, Daniel Travis, who plays Daniel Kintner. Yep. Had you seen him in anything before? No. no. No, but I gave him a great tagline. After you're done reading all his little stuff. All right. Uh, this was his first feature film. Uh, I kind of remember him in a movie called uh, Thank You for Smoking with Aaron Eckhart. Brilliant movie if you haven't seen it. And if you don't like Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. 
I did I see that once. Should not like him. Isn't that he where he's the the promoter yeah. salesman for cigarettes? Yeah. yeah, he is just tremendous in that. Uh, Daniel Travis also in Dexter, uh, CSI Miami, so two big shows that I've never seen. And he's uncredited in a movie called Papa Hemingway in Cuba, which is kind of a cool movie about uh, Hemingway's later life and the revolution in Cuba. Yeah. So what's his tagline? What's his nickname? One episode, Daniel. One episode? As you go down his listing on IMDb, you see all these TV shows, and he's a one episode, one episode, one episode. (laughs) Every time it was one episode. He he was the weak link in this film. (laughs) I'm just calling it now. Oh, Blanchard outshined him. I think, well... In my <laughs> in my opinion, she did. D- despite despite the bed scene, you know, we're oh that oh, wouldn't be fair. Are if we, we going to get into the scandal? Oh, this is great. We're no, on, on well, no, we line. we haven't even talked budget yet. And, and uh, and third build, Steve Lemmy as scuba diver, uncredited. Know who Steve Lemmy is? Oh, you're not talking about Saul? No, I didn't. The guy that. Oh, he's the New York asshole. Yes, All right, we're gonna get into fucking Saul. Saul, hey. I, I didn't. I'm not even listening to him because his character was such a fucking shit. I know he's that good of an actor. Because I would, I hated him. <laughs> but if you're um, a nerd comedy fan like me and like the aforementioned Broken Lizard crew, Super Troopers, Beer Fest, uh, Club Dread, Slam and Salmon, uh, Steve Lemmy. Um, and that's all I'll say. I, all his character names from those movies. Steve Lemmy is a scuba diver on the boat, so he's oh. in all those movies, all the Broken Lizard movies. Huh? And they cut to him a few times, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I just I, back then I didn't know them as well, uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and I'll give Steve Lemmy some love because all ever everybody talks about his Broken Lizard stuff. He's also in a fun movie called Freeloaders. Um, it is so goofy and stupid and stonery, and but it's just <laughs> dumb funny, and it stars Clifton Collins Jr. I think I've talked about him on the po- this podcast. I love that man, <laughs> that dude in a movie. I, I fucking love that dude. So Clifton Collins Jr. Um, and I guess Saul, but fuck him. We'll get to him later. Yeah. This was written and directed by Chris Kentis. Uh, had you seen any of his other filmmans? No, I mean they they listed out. He's only done three. Yep. Grind, His first film was Grind in 1997, which was which, a full regular movie shot on 35 millimeter. Yeah, and I think I have seen it. Billy Crudup is in it, and I I remember it being like maybe a true romancey kind of. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I mean, that's what got yeah. uh, some of them to the uh, to the auditions. And Chris Kentis notably worked in the editorial department on 1987's. Lust for Freedom, which one of my favorite genres of movies, Todd, is lady sexy prison movies. And so this oh, is a lady like sexy Cage prison Heat. movie. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the director of this film worked in the editorial department on Lust for Freedom. Well, that's where he got his... Provocative cover uh, art and everything. Because uh, there's a lot of naked sharks in this. I, I, an obscene amount, actually. <laughs> Pornographic amount. <laughs> It, what what would they refer to that as a, a gang? This was an X-rated film. A gang. <laughs> a couple of notes. Um, uh, oh, first tagline. There's a few, and there's a bunch of different posters. So I researched them all. I think I've got them all. These wow. are the taglines in the order. Okay. That Fire away. All on posters. Drifting in the theaters this summer. Boo! I knew you'd hate that one. 
And I'm going to try to read them in movie tagline voices. Okay. In a world. Who will save you? That's it? Correct. Just who will save you? That's correct. Does it have, but it has the picture and the shark fin, right? Because it's that a movie one? poster. Yes. Okay. So given that it has the two heads floating in the water and the shark fin going by, and then it says, who will save you? Open water. That That's better than just. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I remember seeing. Don't get left behind. Boo. Okay. You should do that in a walking voice. <laughs> no, no, sorry. And guys, um, don't get left behind. Don't get left behind. Oh, that sucked. I'm not doing that again. Um, and finally, inspired by true events. <laughs> oh, they put that right at the beginning of the it's movie. Not so many. Yeah, I got to go with the second one. All right. Of those that you read. Budget $120,000, financed by Chris Kentis and his wife, producer Laura Lau, which was really cool. Um, and as Todd mentioned, it was secured for $2.5 million at Sundance. And yeah. Lionsgate put another $8 million uh, into marketing. Oh, we read the same IND page. So, oh, you're hip. And I wrote, got the exact, exactly what you wrote, but it made a worldwide gross of $55.5 million. $55 million. Very so, successful. So our happy couple, they, they spent two and a half years filming this on vacations and weekends in the Bahamas. Yep. So that, very much like Creep, true, 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 we give it three trues, yep. independent film. Yeah. Shot on, di- you know, on digital video and then had to be converted to 35 after it was, uh, you know, purchased. That is correct. So um, what that means, and, and this is the economics lesson for uh, all you at home, and we we share this with our kids, is this uh, couple uh, put $120,000 into a project and two years into it and uh, got back about $2.5 million. Yeah. Take out taxes. Plus, plus whatever is in the contract that they get of the $55 yeah. million that it yeah. grows Any, worldwide. If, if all the back-end stuff, residuals. Yeah. So uh, Chris Kentis and wife producer Laura Lau. We salute you That's, from the economics department yeah. here at the uh, show. Beautiful. Fantastic. So, uh, and I, uh, I'm going to stop saying so, so much. Uh, one hour, 19 minutes. Breezy, one hour, 19 minutes. And I'm going to say it doesn't feel like, it, it doesn't feel that brief. And I don't mean that in a bad way. That's a pretty quick runtime, and it didn't feel like it yeah. flew by. Well, and as we'll discuss, this is an extremely simple plot line. But very difficult to keep going yeah. to keep to keep interest and and it's interesting how he how they did it. So the title card says based on true events. Does that ever make you? How does that change how you look at the movie, if at all? It makes me wonder how how true you know like. But in this in this particular case, it's. Very, very true. But it's, right off the bat, not knowing necessarily what trajectory the movie is going to does, uh-huh. if it didn't say that, would you have similarly liked the movie? When it when you got a small documentary style movie, kind of like this, you know, shot, I, I it definitely draws you in more. Okay. I was know? curious because as we'll get through, and a lot of the criticisms are about how how loosely based on events, but yeah, it doesn't well, in it. I clocked a lot of similarities. So the Tom and Eileen Lonergan in 1998 were left behind on the Great Barrier Reef, and they were two American husband and wife. It took them two days 
before they realized they were gone and missed the head count. And then they sent out the search operation and never found them. But some parts of them did wash up, not human parts, but there was a slate board that she had written on saying, please save us or we're going to die, that they found. Um, her wetsuit was found with no uh, shark Sounds bites in it. Sounds like a murder plot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that aspect Her of husband it. lured her out to murder her. Yeah, well, then they read their diaries. and, and well, Oh, they yes, should never they, do that. They did, uh, NBC did a reenactment on that for, I think, that 2020 show. and So, yeah, but it doesn't matter. The situation is terrifying in yeah. and of itself. Very low budget, as you said, and I honestly didn't remember the flow of the movie much, so I went into it kind of new. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget it. I, I there were key key scenes I remembered and key moments. Yeah, there were a few things interestingly down the road that I didn't remember that were amazing, but I, I thought the intro style looked so low budget. Yeah. I'm just going to speak plainly. No, and the like, way... Oh, the opening's going to be weird and low budget. Yeah. And then it stays that way, really, for the rest yeah. of it. He, he was, it was a little... I mean, it's one guy doing, you know, everything. Direct, you know, but, but I... Todd is such the true champion. Because <laughs> you are going to this man, Chris Kent. Does he... Chris Kentis, do you know what Todd feels in his heart for you? <laughs> Because I, well, I see you defending this man. Yeah, and I love no, it. I agree with some of the shots in the beginning were a little clunky, like the choices he made, like the one, the rearview mirror and the the extreme close up on the doorknob, and then you know the angle he shot with while he's waiting in the car. Can I, mean, I ask you something? It was very, it was a little clunky. Do you think? I should have asked you this earlier. Okay. Do you think this was meant to be partially a comedy? No. Shit. Why do you? Kind of. Well, they make each other laugh, like the husband and wife. This is kind of. This is going to be an interesting podcast. Well, when they're in the water, there's nothing comedic about it. Okay. All right. This is fascinating to me. <laughs> so it looks very, very found footage, very low budget. Which, again, I my my perception has changed so much because of how did this get made? You know, because of years and years of you know watching bad movies for another podcast for fun. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's so bad, it's good, things like that. And you see a movie so, like like Birdemic. This kind of reminded me a little bit of, but again, that movie was shot with shit tons of passion. Uh-huh. That's the guy that went to Sundance and painted his van, you know, with blood and birds on it. Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing. Well, it's like the, this is a realism film. They're going for the realism. Well, you could argue Birdemic should a bird apocalypse happen. Because of our neglect of the earth. Yeah. You're, you're being a little firecracker tonight. You got that You got that grin, like the mouse ate the <laughs> cat ate the mouse grin. Because I had so much fun thinking, did I like this movie at all? Or was it the worst thing I've ever seen? <laughs> yeah. I could see it going both ways. Because, uh... But there was, I, again, I go back to this, the theater experience. Holy shit. Like, there are a few movies that I can take off making my heart race. Yeah. Like that. And it's little things, but we'll get there. Well, home gives a lot more distraction, you know, than it, when you're in the theater with the, the big sound. Because and the I big... remember the nighttime. Yeah. Because I remember this whole movie. They're in the water. Please no nighttime. Please no nighttime. Please, please no. That uh-huh. I couldn't handle. And that's the scariest shit in the theater. Uh-huh. Is that 
All right. We'll, we'll the, get there. The big finale, yeah. The intro, you have to – and okay, so we'll maybe kind of talk narrative and movie making. You have two central characters that you have to introduce. You can choose to introduce them together, separately, but in a lot of movies, they're introduced separately, so you can kind of see how they tick, and then you see them together. Yeah. This one was handled, I think, pretty standard, right? He's in in a car in a driveway, and he's got a flip phone. And did you see the coolest thing on that flip phone? No. What was that? That leather case. <laughs> you remember your flip well, phone? Yeah. I, and you got that leather case that slid over the top flip part, and then nestled in the balls, you know, at the bottom of the phone. Yeah. 2003. There's a hole that the antenna could come out. Uh-huh. I had one I of those. I love that. I had one oh, of those. I love that. It was so, the nostalgia was huge for James, me. James Bondish. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, and he is a contractor, I think. Would you agree? Based uh, on the conversation he's having? Oh, yeah. I didn't really pick up on that. I didn't, and they did go for some comedy in the beginning, you know. Be, okay. uh, so, I agree this to that. Interesting. All right. He is, this is, you know, when a filmmaker is trying to establish them as people, sometimes the best way is through their job first, right? Uh-huh. They could be talking to their best friend, but he's, all oh, right, but this is teeing up an important part that drives a movie. So you got him, and he's talking on the phone. And then you go into a home, and you meet Blanchard's character, Susan. She's also talking on the phone. Yeah. Um, what? So it's nice house, my Yep. perception yeah suburbs you know yeah yeah they're, spacious kitchen they're just establishing the overworked you know couple that that's not connecting with yeah. each other because of work she is in movies do you think because she talks about producers and then she has a the or then oh. it says the crew hasn't arrived to the arena yet so she is some kind of either a movie producer or a show producer like high stress that's what they're yeah. trying to show yeah 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 i never Did i didn't catch, catch i didn't catch like what it what the, her job did you was. watch this with subtitles no you missed a ton then <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say and i i know really? this down and i said to jess i said every once in a while we do a movie that i know yeah just from here like there's no way todd could hear that if he wasn't Reading subtitles. Oh, okay. So that's... Well, I didn't want the tub- subtitles to block this one particular scene in the movie. <laughs> oh, they don't because nobody's talking. <laughs> <laughs> you had it all planned out. <laughs> I've, I've seen the... Yes, I So I did it. you watch this with Jess? Yes. And, did and she stay awake? Yeah, she was excited to see it again because she was... She remembered, with right, yeah, with the Swedes. The you should have flew the Swedes in. The Swiss, the Swedes. Oh, <laughs> The Swedes, the Swede. What are we doing? Strikes. That's Heartbreak Ridge, man. Yeah, the Swiss. The but Swede. I will say, oh, Swede. what I wanted to say is, is Rolf, our friend, was terrified. Ter- his reaction was so genuinely of horror. So is he Swiss or Swede? Swiss, Swiss, Swiss. <laughs> cheese. Give me some cheese. He is. I thought Swiss. you said Sweden earlier. No, Switzerland. Swiss. Shit. All if, right. If we sorry. check the tape and I said Sweden, that'd be terrible. Oh. Well, you know, we'll find out. Oh, shit. Well, good thing <laughs> I, we don't record this. So what I, I, I think is interesting in movies is they're establishing these two characters. We're to yeah. get that they're so overworked and they're stressed, and I get it. Yeah. But I love— And they're doing it quickly. It's like boom, boom, and boom. And this happens a lot in Birdemic as well, which is the reason I love it. I love it. You're comparing—all right. I'm not. I'm just saying it. You know when I drink, mind. I get angry. You know, I'm like an angry drunk. So I'll try to, when I get my third one, it's going to get ugly. 
This is my bowling night. It's like the only time I drink. I call our podcast bowling night. Yeah. Hopefully we mentioned that before. And, and if this is the first time, everyone you're knows. Welcome. And they all knows. But I love when people who clearly don't have experience in business write business dialogue. Like oh, he's yeah. on the phone, like, yeah, we should get the overline girder and the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> See? And she's just like, well, this producer has the specs on the wrong map sheet. Yeah, they, o- they over dialogue. So they're, it. Yeah. you know, like business, business, business talk, uh-huh. business talk, business talk. I just, that's just yeah. something I note. And then we note she leaves the house. And she hops into the car that's in the driveway. Yep. And how cute. He's on his cell. They were the right there. Yeah. And talking to each other the whole time. Well, the kind of neat part is that now they use that in movies where they're, you know, kids are right sitting right next to each other, texting each other as a yeah. as a comic thing. Where this was this back was in probably pretty new then. This was they cell phone. Chris, you wild man, you were the first. Then they you Chris. Todd's on a first name. Chris, God damn it. Hell, I read hell your hath book. No fury like a man who talks bad about Chris Kentis in front of Todd. He, yeah, yeah. Remember, uh, still when I was. <laughs> That's why people are going to like this podcast. They're going to be like, "What's Ryan going to do to Takashi?" <laughs> I was yelling out his name. What does he say to to court murder? Right in front of Hannibal Lecter is a pair of scissors. Don't get me wrong. I know. What's oh up. yeah, yeah. The mascot is here, folks. They're, he is officially the, here. They're in the driveway, and again, they're really leaning into this overwork. Their phones are still ringing. They're yeah. like, "We're doing this to check out." So they're going on a trip together. Do you have to bring that laptop? Yeah, I got to check my emails. Right. Well, what if they don't have Wi-Fi? Oh, they do. I checked. Right, and that so, was a novel but, question. In but he's doing it fast. He's you know, boom, boom. He's trying to get this stuff out of the way. Which is interesting because I think he puts a lot of stuff to pad the movie to get it to an hour and 19 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> this the beginning does not have to be this fast. How long was Blair Witch? Until, was that only an hour? Uh, hour no. and 10. It may have been pretty short. Yeah. I mean, it was shorter I than don't this. Remember. This is the same length as Creep. Hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Another great episode of this podcast. Uh, what I like about this is, again, it's it's pretty rooted in time, and this comes into the very, very, very end during the credits. But they are they're traveling. It's kind of montagey. There's a lot of montages in this, and they're on the plane, and he's got his bright yellow <laughs> Sony headphones. You're getting so ear, nostalgic with this movie. Plastic right around the yeah. neck there. And you know that was attached to like a waterproof Walkman. Yeah, it had that little flip over the top yeah. to yeah. get the cassette. If in. you could see Ryan smiling right now, he's yeah. he's reliving his uh, his youth. Loved it. Was that for an underwater Walkman? What a <laughs> valuable tool. Uh, again, and then they get to where they're going. Uh, random shots, uh, checking into the hotel, very handheld. But I and I didn't know, and I don't know that they really say where do they go. Uh, well, it's the idea? Bahamas, but well, I, and from filming, we know they filmed in the Bahamas yeah. and the Virgin Islands. But do they ever say they probably can't, right? Like, I don't why think don't they say our vacation to the Bahamas, or I did not hear it if they did because it didn't. It, it felt. I, I think they were trying to not make it feel like one place or another. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. were no really huge discernible accents or flags or. Well, I believe all the land stuff was in the Virgin Islands. And then all the water stuff was in the Bahamas. That makes a lot of sense. And, But it's clearly a tropical vacation. These people are set up as overworked and stressed people. They're in their hotel, and he 
is on the comically large laptop, clicking away. Yeah, her, yeah, her laptop. Yep, this huge, you know, it's like five feet thick laptop. And he asks her, "Do you want to check your email?" And she says, "No." Yeah, I'm gonna go online. So he flip flopped it. You know, she was the one bringing the laptop. So to they're check trying out to work. show that they're equally engaged. They're yeah. not able to in in their work them. life. Yeah. yeah. And they get to the beach, and this is another moment where you feel the low budget because there's a few times where there's no soundtrack, there's no anything, and you just hear ambient noise from the day. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're they, like, fuck it, we can't. They we don't can't have the sound. free music that we have now. They didn't have much back then. Yeah. You know, so, like, just let the microphone pick up whatever it picks up. <laughs> Guys walking <laughs> by, like, <laughs> farts into the. Th- <laughs> yeah. Or did somebody step on a duck? <laughs> Knocks into the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully so translated. all the more reason to tip our hat to this couple. Right. Right. They did not have the resources that we have today. But they're laying on the beach. She She's looking great. I think. Is she reading a book? Yeah. What is she doing? She her, her teeth are so pearly, are so bright yeah, white. She's got Kerrigans. I call those Kerrigans. Oh, do tell. Nancy Kerrigan? Is that a right uh, Figure skater, yeah, notoriously wrapped up in the Tanya Harding scandal. Is giant, she is she the one that got team. the knee hit? She, her knee was hit. Correct. She's the one. That, anyway, she's the victim. Okay, yeah, that crashed and burned. Um, I Tanya Margot, <laughs> love her, love yes, Margot. Please call us. Please call us at whatever our number is. <laughs> so they're 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 laying on the beach, and he gets up to go swimming. Right? Wait, I would wait, wait. If she if she called us, I would lose my fucking mind. Yeah. That would just just never gonna happen. That would make. Because I, I got to tell her, her choices in uh, The Wolf on Wall Street were outstanding. Right. And it wasn't the choices of some perverty, fat, white guy in the background. Going, hey. Anyway. Some Weinstein guy. Not commenting on any other films, but this one. So <laughs> we, No, we never do that. So our fella Daniel um, gets into the water, right? So they, they get on the... Uh... Well, I mean, I'm just asking. Would you agree he gets up and he gets into the water? Oh, when they're laying on the beach yeah. and he just wades out into the so thing. Did you hear and then... what he said when he leaves? No. Okay. I this, figured you might. Is this the commentary? And he's like, I'm going to get wet. That's what he says. That popped up on the commentary. Yeah, yeah. He says it. You you hear him, but to you it's probably like. Rrr, rrr. Yeah. It's so subtle. You, you don't pick it up. Yeah. Because it was ambient noise. He said it to the bear mic on the camera. Toucan Sam was. Talking but, in the background. So my question to you is you're you're recreating, you know, on a beach with yeah. your best gal, because this is not a married couple. Uh, not sure that that's relevant. But I thought they were married. No. What? Last name, last name, no ring. Fuck. Yeah, they, they, they definitely act like that. Fuck, are you? Oh. I feel I like I missed. I thought they were a married couple this whole time. No, they, well, they fight like it, huh? They live together. They, I, well, have you ever heard people of people are doing that nowadays, Lucy. Todd, brother Todd? <laughs> we gonna have to get with the times. Lucy, now. you got some splitting to do. Yeah, their beds are together, brother Todd. <laughs> they're not married, but they have the big fancy I, house. Certainly, I. That's probably yeah. They're they're both very successful. They're trying to establish that he's he runs a construction company and she produces movies in Hollywood. So yeah, they're doing. No, I, I'm embarrassed. I feel. I could this be wrong. whole time. The only well, things, no, you pointed out the no only rings. Things I, I went on no rings. On if they don't have fingers. rings, there you go. Uh, and and several last names, and their last names are so important. When did they say their last names? Don't you know why their last names are important? Oh, Whose movie is, is this? 
I got all these notes here. And then oh, no, you, you just great. blew my mind. No, I, no, 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 no. It, it may and it may not. Uh, but their last names are really, really important to a nerd like me. Okay. Um. So they. Um, <laughs> oh, so, so he says I'm going to get wet. That was so, oh, this is going to be the longest podcast. <laughs> I know for the shortest movie. I know. How, that, how do we do it? I, we have I, a we have a knack. I left today and I said this is going to be the longest one we ever. I did. thought it was going to be the shortest. We're going to try not to. Have you ever? Would you ever say to announce that you're going into the water? I'm going to get wet. Back when I was in my stupid age, you know, okay. stupid All ages, right. I would my say something like shot that. Down in flames. As we talked about, filmed in the Bahamas uh, and in the Virgin Islands, St. John and St. Thomas, which is really cool. Um, again, they're setting up a lot of stuff. So one, overworked, stressed out on their cell phones. Two, that this vacation was set up short notice. They, oh, did yeah. you catch they made a lot of mention, like short well, notice, short notice. I, I, I remember mostly from the argument when they're in the water. Right. Um, but it's, it's brought up a few times. You know, oh, this last minute, and they yeah. talked about a travel agent, what have you. Then there's one of my favorite things in movies. Oh, no. And it's a cheap thing to do in an indie film. Okay. It's a montage. There's really <laughs> no sound to this montage. There's interesting music, and we'll get to the music because that's something amazing in this. But they have the shopping for souvenirs montage. Oh, yeah. There's many kinds of montages, yeah. as we talked about the uh, – the, uh, swimming pool, the shopping for fruits in a strange land montage. And, and it's day one. They're having fun. They're on vacation. They're you know they're laughing. They're laughing. You know, they're connecting. They're 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 getting back to their. God damn it! I thought they were married this whole time. No phones. I thought it was a married couple. This is messing my mind. No up. phones. They're getting back to it. And what I liked is they had, they at least had the class to hone in on one particular shop of souvenirs. It had the little sipper nipple mug, you know, you know the boob. Ostensibly, I had a boss in way you back know, in the day. That was funny, huh, we, ladies? Huh, funny. We we funny bought assholes. him. We bought him that mug. I know. And he had it on that his desk. That was okay at one point in time. It was hilarious. Yeah, can you imagine buying your boss that now? No, you should be rightly kicked in the whatever genitals you have. No, we should lighten up a little. <laughs> if you want to drink out of a big sipper. <laughs> You know, if you want to nurse till you're 40, go Not ahead. a sponsor of this podcast, the Little <laughs> Sipper Corporation. And now... Well, it was a little, I'll tell you. I noticed the the cinematography, the style of film, went to more kind of voyeuristic. So it, it, it wavered definitely between a, a kind of third party filming this, <laughs> but now the cameras, the shots are a little farther away. You are a full-on nerd in this in the, right now. You, you're amazing. Well... I, I was clocking the flow because I'm thinking true story. And there's a lot of different ways to film a true story. If you do it in an overly cinematic way, it doesn't yeah. feel real. This is on the other side of it because you start to notice some of the filmmaking challenges, editing challenges, what have you. But I think this kind of thing, it just didn't connect with the characters. Because one of the big complaints a lot of people had was they hoped these people got eaten I kind of oh did my too. god! See, I never read any of this stuff. I, we'll, I hear it all from we'll you. There. So you could lie to me, and I wouldn't even and know we, it. And we hope that that you listening, you've gotten to this point with us, and you're you're hopefully watching the films before, uh, before listening to the commentaries, or either way. Either way, because I I do have a quick comment on that. I listened to a James Bonding episode. I realize that you plug a lot of other podcasts on this. That's all right. I hope they they'll it. they'll reciprocate. You know, and then That'd you can awesome. then we won't. You know, this will be our job. 
We could do this all the time. That'd be awesome. So it made me listening to them and laughing with them and hearing all these crazy comments. It's like, even though I had seen that movie, you know, years ago, I'm like, I want to watch it again. <laughs> so it can go either way. Yeah. I mean, it, it did for me. Yeah. Again, I am super glad I watched this and had a lot of fun with it. Like, like our was... engineer when we did uh, uh, the bronze. Yeah. He heard us talking about it. He immediately went yeah. in and, and uh, got his kid oh, and watched it. I don't think it. anything we could possibly say would alter any, or, or guide anybody to not watch this for sure because I think you should. But I just, I'm clocking how the style of cinematography changes because uh-huh. it changes the mood. So this is a way to endear you to them yeah. and get you to kind of like them. Yeah. But so far, they're like, I don't think these two should be together. They look, they're <laughs> terrible for each other. <laughs> yeah. Whatever tragedy befalls them, good. <laughs> it's going to be better for are, them. Are you I getting this from die. your personal viewing or are you getting no. this from reading all the shit that other people are saying? Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't read a lot. I mean, I read a lot. Just because, because you would just listeners. do that, you'll you'll no, it's poke not, at the you know you no. you have fun making. Uh... It's not changed me at all. It's okay. not changed me at all. They go to bed. This fascinated me too. Uh huh. I remember this. Yes, there's kind of full frontalish, not really nudity in this, but they're going to bed, and and the big, I I, I wasn't I remembered this, is the. Um, Susan's already in bed. Daniel's getting ready. He comes into bed. Susan is topless, reading a magazine, and stark naked. She has a mud mask on her face. Yeah, so like it almost looks like the uh, not the whole face. White. Uh, what do you call it? The it uh, like zinc oxide. You like know, one hundred and fifty yeah, yeah, yeah. proof. Uh, yeah. I just. I'm assumed... like, is that supposed to be aloe? Because you're not going out in the sun. Or you're something. in the you're in the room. Yeah. Why would you be putting on sunblock? And. Again, I was like, okay, you're on vacation. This is planned sex. This is what, and then she's I'm like, presented herself as yeah, such. But for, like, for us okay, men out here, interesting character choice. She's like, we're doing it tonight. I'm not even going to try to strip for you. I'm going to just be naked and <laughs> reading here, fucking book. Here I am, and yeah. that's great. I think that's rad. So and, he, and uh, Susan, Susan, by the way, um, very nice. She, she's a nice lady, <laughs> and. <laughs> With parents who love her, and we'll get to that too. But he comes to bed also naked, and I. It, but then he has stuff in his face after they're kissing. You're and like, again, it's on maybe his this face. is you're married long enough, and sometimes it's just like, are we doing it tonight? Yeah, let's do it. And I, I was just like, okay, this is happening. Yeah, then but they're not married. They're just no, they're like a long term couple. Then is think. what we're getting at. Okay, you know, enough to be together, have a house together. Yeah, and then I'm like, no. They're just straight up fucking going to bed. And sex isn't happening, but then he is like, he tries. hey. So I'm my mind is like, okay, they just go to bed naked with stuff on their face. Yeah, she's but, like, I'm not, well, she said she's she's not in the mood. And so, I'm like. But I flip so easily. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get that too. Either they're planning to have sex or that's just okay. how they go to, to I, You know, being, being the uh, long-term, you know couple that you and Jess are so I, I've been out of that for over a decade so I, I can't even it's such a distant memory and so he tries to get it going and they have some funny banter and then she's like when she says I'm not in the mood it's not <laughs> I, I rewound it because she yells it but it's not mad or frustrated the line 
reading is so bizarre because <laughs> it's almost mean. She's like, yeah, definitely not in the mood. Because she gets him, and then she says, "We could talk." Oh yeah, and then he, and then he. This and was then, that was, was funny. That's okay. So yeah. I laughed. Then he's like, "Oh, oh well, I'm gonna, I got to Yeah, he, you know, I'll the guy wants to have sex, and she's not in the mood, but she wants to talk, and he's like, "Oh hell no, I'm and just gonna go to sleep." Legitimately, I believe would have talked to him. Which oh, is exactly she would have talked off fucking a night. fine consolation yeah. prize. All about her job and all about she would have droned on and on. Well, this is good. Better in than out. Or better out than in. Oops. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> and so there's a little cliche there. Calling Dr. Freud. Um, the alarm goes off at six thirty AM the next morning. Because they have to be to the boat at eight. Yeah. That's Bullshit. Vacation, baby. Whoever decided that on vacation is fucking out of my life. Especially what they're about to go to. Six, their first vacation they woke up, forever. They woke up early for this, that, right? But, What's going to happen to okay. them? If, do you go, if you ever, you no. ever go on vacation with like friends, and if they're the friends who are like, all right, so we're going to set the alarms for six, and we're going to, I'm like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. We're <laughs> never going to see each other again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I oversaw. But then they're pounding on the door. So this is my first thing is, God almighty, this is day one. And uh, Day two. Okay. Day one, they were shopping. and Oh, yeah, that's right. So this is day two. And this is for a scuba trip. And they go. So it's kind of, you know, if you've been on things like that before, you meet. I'm sure yep. you got it. I, I have a personal story that matches this movie, actually. Safety, all that stuff. Yep. So there's a lot of things that have to happen. Makes sense. Um and they end up on board the world-famous Reef Explorer for their trip. Are you familiar with the Reef Explorer? No. It's not world-famous. So that was a lie that was perpetrated by this movie because I think— Where did you see world-famous? Because the boat guy, he says, welcome aboard the world-famous Reef Explorer. You know, oh, like yeah, that. yeah. Mr. Uh, um, Overdramatic when he— I believe he's not an actor. No. Because I, I, I have in my notes— is the boat guy real? The boat guy is the actual boat guy because he cannot act. He right. is he is awkward as hell. Ironically, doing his own job. Well, when the camera's in your face, you like yeah, you can't. So you got that. You vibe can't too? be natural. Right. Yeah, hundred percent. High five. All right, that was a light one. We, we just yeah. Kind of touched what, what? tips? We touched the. T- it was like we a, we, we touched yeah. the tips. We touched wait. the tips of our fingers. Wait wait <laughs> wait. Sword fighting. So it, hey, so the boat guy's real. That's cool. Because uh, I, <laughs> I saw eight people were officially cast in the movie, um, and I didn't see anybody who – it wasn't captain or anything. So I assumed that yeah, he was a local – And your first thought, it really, it's two people. Right. You know? So uh, Reef Explorer isn't world famous, so I don't know what that guy's talking about. Hopefully that's not part of his patter. It's a pun. And we square around the boat, and that's where we see Steve Lemmy. And I, I'm super excited. I exclaimed out loud, Steve Lemmy. And immediately went, why the hell is he in this? And then you find that Blanchard was in two of his movies. And now we get to the inciting incident. Bum, bum, bum. Are we thinking the same thing? Yes. New York asshole forgot his mask. That's my note. Oh. Well, I've got in the water. It's 9.45 a.m. That's the first time they flashed on the screen. Well, before all this, they're getting ready for their first jaunt and foray into the open water yeah. but we've got a new york asshole who forgot his mask yeah and and that asshole caused those 
that young yes. couple to go through what they and, go and through. Th- again, this well, we may should, be a we could actually blame, podcast. We could blame it on the guy who did the count. But. We're going to get to this. And we have to. And if we can't get past it, we're do- we die. We're done. We can't do this podcast or live anymore. So New York asshole forgets his mask. They're like, you can't scuba dive without your mask. So you get most of the equipment, but you have to at least provide your own mask and snorkel. That's what we know about this world. And now the rest of them get into the water. New York asshole has to sit on the boat, 9.45 a.m. And he's pouting like a dickhead. Yep. And we are... So we are 17 minutes in the film when that hits, um, just shy of that. I think we've talked 27 minutes. How long have we been? <laughs> 48. <You're> four- <laughs> yeah, we were going to have to cut some of the beginning for sure. Or who knows? Maybe I'll cut this. Uh, no, you know, I find it interesting that we can talk so long about so little. <laughs> I hope everybody else does, too. <laughs> they... They get in the water, and as I've never been diving, uh, but I, as I understand it, the safety precautions are pretty strict. They're pretty real, but this can happen. Uh, as as Daniel actually says later, that it's more common than you think. But they're diving. They're I noted that they're exploring the Magic Kingdom. I can't believe Disney didn't sue the shit out of this movie. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, well, they say that, but I don't, that's an actual. If that's an actual location in the Bahamas, maybe then I don't know. then maybe they can get. That's why they I got away that with it. That was kind of interesting. So there, yeah. there's people scuba diving, and and our crew, they're just adorable. They're holding hands while they're scuba diving and back to back, and they're like making faces, and it's. Very adorable. They pet an eel. They're oh the fucking eel. This eel comes up. Yeah, he it, the eel is the uh, the the whole yeah. There's cause a lot. Of the, yeah, there's a lot of them. We can point to a lot. And we have a girl who taps out because she is having issues okay. pressurizing her ears. So when they're underwater doing all that stuff, did you notice the barracuda? Yeah. Okay. So this is where I interject my story. This is a true story. You know, we can't afford to have the song Barracuda playing behind this story. Oh, what if Floor sang Barracuda? So can we have uh, those in the audience just start she going? Sang, she did Alone, Hearts Alone cover. And that's all I can do for legal reasons. Uh, uh, uh. But don't do. Mm. So get Barracuda in your head and listen to the sweet sounds of Todd. Dive down deep. Take it away. Save my head, you. Take it away. All right. So back in the day when I was in the jazz band, in college, we went down to the, we flew down to Miami, took a cruise ship to Nassau, and up on the north end of Nassau's Paradise Island, um, and that's where we were, where we went to a private island uh, for the cruise ship, and we're there for the day, and I went snorkeling. So this is filmed in the Bahamas. I went snorkeling in the Bahamas back then, and... They are they're open water diving, so they got tanks and all that. So we were just snorkeling, right? And out there snorkeling, it, it is very shallow, and then they have these open round pools that go down to six or eight feet, you know, big, huge diameter. Mm-hmm. So you would kind of snorkel along, and then you would dive down into these pools. Well, I one of them that I come up to, I went down and dove under and came face to face, 
exactly is in this scene, the Barracuda, four foot long, just just hovering there with those big old teeth, not moving an inch. And I stopped literally exactly the same as Daniel did. And with my hands was doing the back pedal um, with the camera, the underwater camera, the 110 version Instamatic, bright, wrapped in bright yellow, looked exactly like not that. Not a sponsor. Then I... <laughs> snapped a picture of said Barracuda as I was swimming backwards away from him. So that moment was really surreal for me because I that actually happened to me. I I can not empathize in a way because I wouldn't I'm not I wouldn't do any of that. It was nuts. Yeah. Well when I tell my next story a little bit later on, the, I will never do it nor will a lot of people ever do the it. The thing again. about snorkeling that's fine. Scuba diving I want nothing to do with. Would never want to do it. So this the the girl a girl taps out she gets in and this New York asshole just the fucking worst this guy oh and and he's like hey can I use your your, your mask and he's just so eager and he yeah, says God bless you you're an angel he says to the to the gal on the boat I'm getting in the water Linda I'm get I'm getting in the water Linda it, it doesn't matter and yeah. he makes this guy who's the other person's buddy go with him I, I God, I wanted this guy to get eaten by a shark immediately. He should have been the one left. So he jumps in, and I think I, I was going to get into a deep dive in how do they get left because I've done the math. I've I, I, I've sketched this out. Uh huh. I got it. They shouldn't have gotten it, it, left. It took me a few times, but I got it. Okay. Do you have a concise way of like so they get left? Yeah. They get left because by my counts, the guy in the boat is counting people as they're getting back in. Uh-huh. Two people got back in. Two people went back in. So they they should have only been one. Well, he marked back. He he. <laughs> so twenty people is the total, right? So there's twenty people in the water. Yep. But one guy's on the boat, and so um two two more come back on the boat. So Saul never went in, right? So nineteen people go in the water. Uh, but he wrote twenty as the total. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Saul's still on the boat at this time. And then those two, the couple come back up because their ears messed up. They get back on the boat. That leaves three on the boat. He marks three. One, two, three, back on the boat. Um, three stick figures. He's uh-huh. doing it in Rome, you know, uh-huh. those Roman numeral deals. Not Roman numerals, but, you know, you do the four and the, the slash line. But then two of them go back in. And he never he never well, erases the two. It doesn't matter. He's just counting them as they're coming back now. Yeah. He, he never takes that back off, so it stays so at it three. should have been down one. So yeah. that couple... Um, that's that's where it makes makes the count right. come out correct in we're, the end. We'll, we're gonna get our we're gonna show our work and we'll put it up online. We'll put it on the Facebook page. It, it works. Uh, he, You're probably Chris right. spent a long time getting this I correct. Mean, he should, but and we'll get to a, a, a key plot point. They they get left and they come up having maybe had questionable choices about where to go and they're uh-huh. quite a ways away from anything but they see two boats on so, the distant horizon in when, either direction yeah when they surface Blanche, i keep wanting to call her susan well it's susan in the movie go ahead and call her Su- that. susan says and and we can highlight this we can put it in parentheses we can put it in quotation marks because this could be the title of the movie susan says daniel Where's the boat? Well, shouldn't that be the tagline? Fuck yeah. Where's the boat? Or Daniel, where's the boat? Daniel, where's the 100%. boat? See? what That line right there it was fucking brilliant. Nobody's hiring us. 
and it's 1025. So this is the shortest uh, scuba diving trip I've ever heard of. Well, they said they'd only be down 35 minutes. But 1025, they're officially, so I, I've got a timetable here. They're, they've been officially left at 1025. Yep. And they're pretty calm because they come up. They don't see anybody unnerving. They see two boats in a pretty disconcertingly far they're, they're far away, away. Yeah. from either one. And they're like, which one is which? Now, Daniel says, don't worry, Susan. I've been tracking the coral. Below us is a fork-style coral. I've been tracking it. I know where we are. You're trying to do like a Clint Eastwood, Charlton Heston, but you're a little high in your, in your pitch and your register. I'm not as manly as those men. You need to be Nova. <laughs> Nova can you love. And he, he says he's, he's tracking their, where they are, so he's not super worried. Well, he's saying that they surfaced exactly where they were supposed to, yeah. where, where the boat was supposed to be. And so she says another funny line. <laughs> you know, you can spot a three-pronged coral, but you still can't remember the directions to my mother's house? Why yes. is she from New York all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> she never talks like that from through the whole movie. my mother's house? <laughs> they did. They, did uh, they were in New York, but she doesn't use a New York accent because yeah. they auditioned in New York. So that's a funny line. And, and again, he's very, very calm. And I think he's calm because in your head at that point, you're thinking, mm -hmm. we can't be left. This can't happen to us. Right. Well, another thing is is uh, Susan's waving her arms back and forth in, in the distress signal. And he's just holding one arm straight up in with a fist, yeah. which means like, hey, come help us out. Arguably, or, though, would you say too far for either of those boats to see? Way you you could not swim to those boats. They were and way too far. They couldn't be seen. And you, as the audience, have that in your head, but you don't know. Yeah, I think we're pretty sure their boat's gone because we see it. Well, and he gets the fuck out. He says he surfaced, you know, right in the correct spot. So yeah. very calm. And then you have there's so many little false hopes, which is really great about this. So another boat coming. And then you have our first hard cut <laughs> to, like, my dad, Don Buck, like, videotaping our beach activities. <laughs> and it's so bizarre. And I'm like, wait, there's a fire? Okay, what's happening? They're back. It's only a dream. There's beach activities. And then their actual boat comes into port, and you see all the people getting off it. And I'm going, wait, did they make it? And then they show the two empty tanks slots. Yeah, and nobody nobody notices it. So I I actually it's on this goddamn boat company. I have I mean yeah the real I boat have so many problems with them. The real boat company um got the one that this couple was based on. Yeah, he was charged criminally um for uh, manslaughter. Um, was not convicted. Um, but then he was sued civilly and you know lost everything. Went completely bankrupt. They were and really has since passed away. Civil about that lawsuit? Yeah, something like that. Um, so I know. marked... Y'all know what a civil lawsuit is? You know there's civil, civil and there's criminal. Versus, do y'all know the difference? Yeah. Email us, Would you like us? me to explain the difference to make at this three hours? A independent podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Tell us the difference. Just so we can understand all those Clancy novels. Um, so once, they're in the, once they come up, Daniel wears a boat. From then on, I clocked 10... Steps or ratcheting ups, correct? Because they had to, 
increased attention or have things go on while they're just two heads floating in the water. Right. And then, uh, so I got 10 of them up to the point of the big storm. Wow. When when it ends. So we'll kind of comment that as we go. I don't I know how many you got. I like, did you just pee? Oh, and see. And he says, um, <laughs> yeah. And again, this is. Uh, There's a difference between us. You go for the comedic We're moments. following our time. They've been there for two hours. Two hours, too long. That is too long. That boat ain't coming back, baby. So they're very, they're they're kind of chill. And then you have the first bump, and that's what I'm going to yeah. call it. Well, the first, yeah, Daniel was that a shark? A bump or a dolphin? Daniel, this guy's straight clutch. ahead. It's yeah, it's, it doesn't. It's in front it's of like him. shark or a dolphin. Yeah, he he's trying to keep her calm. He's being the man, and and yeah. she's like, well, if that was a dolphin, you'd be over there playing with it. Yeah, and a lot of lot of. Blinds about Shark Week, of course. Like, you know about these things. You watch Shark Week. He even says History Channel. I wonder how they got away with that one. Shark Week, History History Channel. Channel, Like, were they struggling back in 03? They they weren't as hip as they are now, unfortunately. Whenever somebody says in this movie, or any movie like this, especially a movie that's shot like this, I'm going to take a look. My heart starts to race a little bit. (laughs) Because, and it should be known, and, and I've... I'm kind of goofing on this movie a little bit because because it it was a little flimsier done than I remember and the acting's fairly terrible. But the the idea of any of them putting their goggles on and looking underwater the way this was shot for real in yeah. the water with sharks with anything else that could yeah. find these, its these way are not fake air. sharks. This they're doing and, it for real. And there's a line that comes later. Is it more scary when you see them or when you don't? Yeah. When you see them. That first time he says, I'm going to take a look, a little kid me is like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. <laughs> don't, don't go don't. down to the stairwell. Because I know <laughs> he's going to put his goggles down. Yeah. There's going to be that face that scares the shit out of you. But but not this time because it's early on. We're only on step one of the ratchet. And they're still very chill. And again, I'm going to look. And then there's the first of, I'd say, a couple of montages. Again, they're padding for time, but it's the water montage. And the music, mm-hmm. unbelievable. That humming. You liked it? Yeah. And the music, now the credit for music, it's not or it's not um, composer. It's music by Graham Revell. Or it's Revel. I think it's Revel. Do you know who he is, that composer? I don't. That guy's amazing. He's done The Crow, The Saint, Tomb Raider, um, all the Riddick movies, Pitch Black, all through on. Tons of sci-fi stuff. He did Holy a movie, shit. ironically, called Shark Night. Um, and he also did The Pineapple Express with Seth Rogen and James Franco. So you don't think this was just, I mean, he he so did this specific for this I, film? I, I think, and I didn't get to research it enough, but he either curated some of these songs and maybe didn't, like, compose anything. But and maybe if he did, that, that, that song, that first one, yeah. was haunting. Yeah, and immediately I'm like, who did this? Because sometimes in indies they don't have composers, they don't have the money, they just get somebody. Well, you just do the free license, for you the license-free music is what but, they do now. Yeah, this credit, Graham Ravel, that dude is unbelievable. Really cool. And the next maybe ratchet for you is 1:30 p.m. Correct, sir. This playing the movie hours game, in. four hey, hours in, couple after our own heart, playing the movie game. And he's doing yeah. seven stages of uh, not Kevin Bacon, but was it Malkovich? 
I think it was. John I think Malkovich, it was Malkovich. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, "Well, that was cool. You did it like two steps." And yeah. then she's like, "I don't feel like playing." And, and again, and then she always gets, not in the mood. What? Never in the mood. This Susan, girl, Susan, come Susan, on. You're, Susan, you're laying naked on the bed. We we off camera, off mic. You know, we 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 talked about you. I th- I think they just go to the bed naked. Some people do it, and it's completely. You can't just normal. lay there like that, and and then you know advertise, Some and then. Can't. Some people. Oh, you think it's the same for her when he's just naked man laying there? That's not yeah, as appealing. Uh, men, men naked are yeah, an ugly yeah, sight. It's yeah. it's eyes yeah. closed. The, the ladies lose pretty much in all yeah. aspects of. Yeah, of sorry about that, ladies. Uh, jellyfish. Oh, is that your next note? That's that's number two ratchet. Number jellyfish. Two ratchet, okay. Well, they had one jellyfish, I think, and they shot it from forty-seven different angles. <laughs> they got some fucking mileage out of that yeah. jellyfish that hey, showed up. Indie films, baby. I don't think that that was ra- that was planned. There wasn't a jelly. I think there was a jellyfish, and they're like, "Fuck, let's, let's shoot the shit." Let's out make of this, this work, man. And they and they put it into the movie. She yeah. gets bit. He gets bit. And stung. Stung. Ooh. Welcome to Technicality Corner. <laughs> I'm your host. <laughs> I'm an angry drug. You got bit. <laughs> Whoa, poltergeist! Yeah, are you gonna go catch yeah. a deer, Ryan? And no, I'm gonna go shoot one. I've not. It hurts like hell. That right? Have you been stung? It, You've been stung. No, but I got saying? warned about it. Not even to step on him on the beach. That is extremely painful. It's yeah. excruciating. And this must be pretty. I mean, because it got her in the ankle, got him on the wrist, so it's getting him like yeah. right in between stuff. Which and then that they sucks. just they just turn around and swim backwards and get the fuck out of dodge and then he delivers another doozy of a line where they're you know okay truth be told jess and i are watching this movie um ladies and gentlemen it's not as it's not surprising that this couple has a fight jess and i were like it's been four hours and they haven't fucking murdered each other yet (laughs) i said how long do you think we'd last she's like hour and a half we would have eaten each other. You would have drowned. You yeah. did this to us, you son of a. Well, bitch. that's coming up later. That's it's coming late... up later. But yeah. so our hats are are and maybe you know they're comforting each other at this married. stage. Maybe that's still they're courting, but really amazing. But he, he they're getting a little tense, and he, he's like, "This really sucks, but we're gonna get through this." Yeah. And he, I thought that was a good line. He said, "This really sucks." And I'm like, this is a stand-up dude because I, in my head, we're dead. We're <laughs> fucking dead. Well, we're left. He, he'll get there. He'll get. He'll get to the shark bait. But yeah. hats off to this poor, poor. He's hanging in there, man. Terribly act, terrible actor, but really giving it his all, screaming as well as he can. They see another boat, and then they're very yep. clever trying to reflect. And this was another, you know, yep, science moment with the kids. Can ratchet you number three. You're on it. That's sunlight off of the uh, goggles. Yeah. They try to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's an SOS thing. Yep. Uh, terribly overcast day. It doesn't work. And this is when he has the comment about, again, maybe just making her feel better. Uh, I read all these dive magazines, and this is more common than you think. I tried to research this. I didn't get anywhere. Have you found out anything? Is this more common than you think? Yes, because I think it should never happen. Um, but from from the director and the producer, his wife, um, the behind-the-scenes footage, which you can watch on YouTube, they do talk about the dive magazines and newsletters because they're, they're certified scuba divers for 
over 10 years. Yep. And then, uh, so the, the big 98 event that this one is, that got worldwide press that this is based on. And then he started looking more and more and found where it had happened several, but there were, you know, there were times yeah. they were rescued. This one's particularly brutal because it was two days before they discovered they were missing, and yeah. then they never found them. Well, I, again, you blame this company because they they still have hope at this point, and, and Daniel says, we have their tanks. Yeah, and he's right. Now, they were empty. Where is the quality control? You count all the people. You uh-huh. count all your equipment before you go. All this their, company sucks. Well, all their, all their stuff is still on the boat, too. Now they have a conversation that perplexes me. And I knew I was going to get into heavy stuff with you, man. But I, I got to come at this movie for a little bit about the conversation they have about drinking the water. Yeah. Because she literally asked him, like, we can't drink this, right? It's true. But she had to ask him, we can't drink this salt water, Daniel? Yeah. She didn't know that? How, how would she know it, if she's not? She's made it these 30-something years in life. Isn't quite sure. She doesn't watch the History stuff. Channel. She doesn't know about doesn't the Indianapolis. That. Don't you mess with Blanchard. Because he's like, don't mess you didn't with. Drink any? Did you? And she's like, a little. Yeah, you and then you, and then drink salt water, Daniel. Well, if anything, you got to blame Chris's dialogue, unless they're ad. There's some real, real rotten parts, but but it's I'm a like, true wait thing. Wait a second. Did they literally just have a cautionary? Is this like a? Teach the kids moment, like, don't drink no, salt water, you, it'll dehydrate you. You do. As you get dehydrated, you've never been in any type of survival situation, <laughs> mister. You are you are in your slippers, in your lazy boy, being Mr. Critic, saying, oh, Beethoven sucks because this middle part, oh, it really drags. How many symphonies have you written, mister? <laughs> I've done it, ladies and gentlemen. I see him. I feel afraid. Daggers. Um, so, no, but that's true. As they get more and more dehydrated. I, I take issue with one thing you, you said. Wanted... I, I do not own slippers, sir. <laughs> <laughs> don't have them. No, you don't have little. I, uh, I haven't given that much. Kitten, kitten furry slippers. I, if I had them, I feel like I would. If I could find that kind okay. of thing. So they have the conversation about should we drink salt water. I thought that was kind of funny. But it must have to explain why she throws up. Right. Because they decide to drop their weights, which is a good idea. Uh, They don't have to work so hard. Okay, so pukes. True story. The couple that was left that this is based on, another dive boat was out the next day and found their weights on the bottom and just said, oh, bonus, free, not the same company. Another dive ship found their weights. So that's how they, they were mimicking this couple. They this knew they dropped indictment. their weights. This is an indictment. Well, they make a point to say, hey, see if they try to charge us yeah. for those, huh? That was a great line, too. Yeah. I like to see them charge see, us for this. Was this a comedy? There were comedy lines in it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think she was going to announce that she was pregnant? No. Would that have they made have it to have more sex. emotionally? She's, oh, so they made it clear they've no, not done it No, she lays naked in the bed and then says, I'm not in the mood. Oh. I mean, they're not having a lot so of sex. So you think they've not done it at all to this point? They've been together at least, what, three to four years? Well, they've done it over the three to four years. You think they have at least once? Yes. Maybe they haven't at all. And this is why not they're all possible. fucked up. Like, they just need to bone down and then... Not possible. Okay. You, did you see her? <laughs> I did. I well, did. We see him. 
Maybe it's no. It's he 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 hid. Yeah, maybe it's maybe Daniel's not packing. Yeah. Like you said. Well, I I mean, we don't know. We're, well, this is not an indictment against Daniel as a person. He, Port, he did yeah, we love you, Daniel. He did his best. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were going to say she was going to say I'm pregnant, and would that have added more emotional weight to oh. this, or would that have made you be like, God damn you, movie, you're stupid. No, that would have added more emotional weight. Good call. I just thought that one of the oh, you know. Oh yeah, that and, would have been I mean, a that would have been an extra ratchet. Any loss of life, of course. He waited tragedy. till she waited till this moment to tell him. And this, the next ratchet. Maybe I'm wrong, so please okay. buzz me off if I'm wrong. But 4:40 p.m. We're seven hours in, and you find her waking up alone. That's number five, brother. You, you, we are, we are in tune. We have tuned up before we because came here. This is an, again, as you're looking at this as an ordeal. Yeah, the worst thing. This, this one makes you go <gasps> terrible. She, she is floating, and they film it from above, yeah. right? She's floating, dead asleep, alone, and all of a sudden, you you see this real fucking shark, yeah. this gray torpedo, go by and boom, boom. hits her. Not bites this, her, but just bumps well, into her. Really? Because I think she. Well, got there it. was a bite. Yeah. yeah, it didn't look like that was the bite because she didn't get tugged under. But but that could have been the that bite. The the scene plays, and that's another bump. Yeah, and she, it she wakes up, so she wakes up to this probably quick realization that that was probably not a dolphin, and she's alone. So she has to well, figure out where Daniel she's is. She's groggy and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And again, Remember, they're very hours in it. Yeah, point. and they're in the in the sun, very dehydrated. Yep. Yeah, and, and it, well, it's sunish. It was thankfully overcast, yeah, well, but it didn't help them. With yeah, their they're in the Bahamas. When I was there, it was fucking hot. Yes, and she finds her way to Daniel. Thankfully, that's good. She sees him in the distance. He's dead asleep, and she gets to him. And it, she's feeling something on her leg. Yeah. And it's noted it's a cleaner fish that's picking. He's at going. I a keep feeling a tap. Has. There's a tap, tap on my leg. Yeah. It, that looks like a teeny little. The way it looked to me it was a little nibble from a shark. Well, that was a shark bite on her. Are you talking about when Daniel goes and looks at it? And he goes to look at it. Yeah. He says, "Let me idea. check it out." That is 100 yeah. percent the the jaws of a shark. It's in the shape of it. They got the little flesh. Yeah. I mean, they did a really good so job. She got bit. Yeah, why she was asleep? While she was asleep. Yeah. <sighs> and a, yeah, how fucked up is that? That's terrible, terrible. Okay. Terrible. It's terrible. That's where this line comes, and that's another. She, I don't know why she's written this way because the sharks now start splashing, and how they film this, they had uh, a very infamous shark wrangler on on set. Yeah. Uh, named Stuart Cove. Correct. And. No digital or special effects were used. Um, and Stuart Cove is amazing. He's worked on he worked on Casino Royale, uh, the Bond film, All Is Lost. Uh, he's been done a ton of stuff on Shark Week as well. So that's really cool. This is real. But she's asking him, oh, you've seen Shark Week? And she's like, are these sharks the bad kind? Yeah. <laughs> the bad kind. Well, there is, and and they're Caribbean reef sharks or what are... Yeah. Like, are these the bad kind, Daniel? Like, are these man-eating? She's scared to death. All right. She's reverting. Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> this All is right. why we do this. All right. So can I ratchet it up through the roof? Yeah. I'm going to do it right now. Uh-huh. So and oh, this is this is 
this is incredible that, that that this actually happened in the Bahamas in 2019. Um, let me get to the notes here, ladies and gentlemen, and live. Um, George, and and you can Google this to your this rabbit hole can go as deep as you like, folks. So take it for what you will. In 2019, uh, Jordan Lindsay, a 21-year-old college student from Torrance, California, was in the Bahamas snorkeling with her mother um, off of Rose Island. And this was uh, June 26, 2019. So what I mentioned earlier about when I went to the Bahamas when snorkeling, uh, the cruise ship was called the Emerald Seas, and this was a number of years ago. It probably doesn't exist anymore, but I know that we stopped in the island of Nassau, and that's where we performed. Then we went to Paradise Island, which is basically attached to that on the north end. If you go directly east of that, you hit Rose Island. And our cruise ship went to a, what they called, quote, a private island where they dropped us for the day where we went snorkeling. So it is very possible that I was in this spot for this story I'm about to tell. Um, or, or If not, I was very close to when I was snorkeling and saw the Barracuda. So on that June 26th, in uh, just two years ago, in 2019, um, uh, this is a terrible story. So Jordan Lindsay was with her mother snorkeling exactly what I was doing. And she was hit by, attacked by a tiger shark, ripped her arm off in front of her mother. Was trying to swim back toward the mother, mother screaming and going towards her. Then there's a couple of different eyewitness stories, but mostly it seems like two more tiger sharks came and hit her, striking her legs, mm. striking her buttocks. Uh, the sharks were punched, I believe, by her mother. They finally get the her to shore. Punched by the mother. That was part trying of the- to punch, get them off of her. So they don't know why multiple sharks attacked like this other than some type of feeding frenzy. I, I know there's been a scientific investigation, but I don't know the results. The poor girl um, was finally gotten to shore where apparently there was nobody with first aid training from because they just rent the snorkels and the fins to you. Uh, no first aid training. Nobody knew what to do other than call for help. And uh, by the time she got to the hospital, she had perished. Um, and there's there's a you know, Good Morning America interview with the father. Um, there's all kinds of PTSD that the mother is going through. You know, so you could go through this as far as you like. But the ironic point is where this was filmed in an island off in the Bahamas and where I physically was back in the late 80s is the same place where this attack occurred two years ago. Wow. Well, thankfully, we have a a really uplifting movie to get through (laughs) to take us back from. Well, you know how I like realism in my movies? You do. There you go. You do. All right. Well, um, there was a lot of very technical verbiage in that story, Todd. (laughs) I believe you said buttocks out of respect for the victim. That's very good, man. That's the saddest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, it's hard to go on. Maybe I should have saved it for a little later. But we were, (laughs) you know, it felt right after. Things are going well. Let's talk about the senseless murder by sharks of a little girl in front of her mother. (laughs) Yeah, 21-year-old. And 
this is when the line, what's worth seeing them or not seeing them after we've established they're the bad kind. But now they fight. Now the outburst. Daniel has an outburst. Ratcheting number eight. Daniel losing it. He has a yelly fit, and they start to fight, and they fight good. Yeah. Could you have just done better, or did they outdo you? I mean, they were. It's the blame game immediately. Oh, yeah. First, it's his fault. He won't stay with. Well, the how group. about the silent looking away treatment as as women like to do? Oh, I like to do it too. When Susan you, did the, have you ever tried it? Turn it. It's been like, it's really disarming. <laughs> so yeah, this is a visual. It's not me- just one side. This is not a visual medium. Ryan, turn to the side. Do do a look away. Do a look away. It it really works. But she's she is blaming him because he wants to do his own thing. And you can't just go along with the group. Now, this is when I thought it was a comedy because he talks about we shouldn't have spent so much time with the eel. (laughs) Then they yell about the eel, and I started to laugh. And then she started railing him about not swimming towards any of those boats, which were 300 miles away. Right. And he gets back to her that they couldn't (laughs) have gotten there. There's no way. And they're like going at it real pretty. I didn't find anything comedic about this argument. Well, then, <laughs> then the eel made me laugh because, like, because he was petting the eel. Why spend too much time with fucking eel? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then the boat fucking left us, and he refused to swim. And then he, it's like, what is he gonna do? And then he drops the bomb. It's her job that caused this. Because we would have been somewhere else, another place in time. So my clip happens Your here. Your fucking job. My clip happens here. Oh. And it's the funniest line in this whole movie. That, okay. Again, which is what I thought why it was a comedy. Daniel, where's the boat? That's not the funniest no. line in the movie? Okay. No, not at all. And this is after he starts to have his, because generally he says it's her job that caused them to settle on this because it limited the amount of time that they could have and the weeks, and they had to right. settle on this. It could have been something else. They could have gone to any other place ever, and it wouldn't have been a scuba, whatever. Yeah. And so this is after he's kind of mid through this, midway through, like really giving her the business about this. So here's um, here's my clip. This is kind of midway through the fight. He's had his go at her. Uh, and again, I thought this was um, quite funny. And maybe you'll tell me that I'm wrong and I'm a total asshole, but I really laughed at this. So midway through the fight, he's blaming her. And in a month's time, as we planned, seven, seven months ago, we would be where we were supposed to be in the first place and paying less than we are now to be shark bait. God damn it. I can't even believe you'd bring all that up right now. <laughs> you were the one that picked the dates. Oh, yeah, of my whopping two choices, this was the better date. I wanted to go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, that, that was funny. I wanted to go skiing. Yeah. Oh, God. Now, that should be the tagline. Like, recut a oh. trailer to this movie. With that, like every like eight uh, seconds, I wanted yeah. to go skiing. <laughs> yeah, if it was a comedy throughout, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they have their meltdown, 
they get themselves reconciled pretty fast. Yeah. They, they say some pretty well, hard it's, shit. It's life or death right here. You now know, you is got when to. I'm like, nighttime. I'm scared. I don't want it to be night. I don't want to see nighttime. And they cut to clouds, and it doesn't get dark yet. They see, a, a, like, a large ship. Yeah. Um, again, impossible. It, this seems even closer. So each of the craft get closer, but you know they cannot be seen. They decide. Talking, is this the cargo ship? Yeah, it's the a big, big cargo ship that cargo goes by. Ship. Yeah, yeah. And how float- many hours at this point? Ten at it, least. Um. So that yeah, it jumps to six forty-five p.m. They actually clock that on the on the video. And they decide. And to then swim. they see the buoy. This and is they, where the music happens again. And then they try to they start swimming towards the buoy. They they do another little montage because mm-hmm. again want to kind of keep the atmosphere going yeah you have vultures circling because remember the currents carrying them you know so they you know they floated to where they could see a buoy in the distance that's where it began it's the combination of seeing the buoy the music it felt like a coen brothers film i call it buoy you call it buoy ladies and gentlemen email us at a little independent podcast.com buoy and let us know who is corrupt if I lived in a seaside town and I had a Bowie cover band, I'd be David Bowie. <laughs> would David would Bowie. it be called Suffragette City? David Bowie and the Popcorn Shrimp. <laughs> My band would be called Daniel. Where's the boat? <laughs> that sounds like a sex act. David Bowie and the Popcorn Shrimp. Ugh. But it, that the the music again. That's gross. Got me. Like the the vultures circling. Yeah, where the fuck did the vultures come from? That's a good point. That, from from that, bird demic. They're in open water. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's it's these the vultures that know that these two humans are going to perish. That yeah. was that was Maybe that was weird. This is is where again they. I guess maybe you can, can chronicle something like this by the stages of grief. You know, like they had their this, they had their that, then they had their blow up fight, and now they're in a weird kind of maybe mania because she finds some hard candy so yeah this is a finally a moment of levity after all this but so the seven stages of crisis that you just mentioned when i was back in my trainer days we used to have an acronym called sadab mag catchy which which is for the uh did you have t-shirts made the seven no we could do that that could be a a sadab mag with that on the back it sounds kind of sounds kind of dirty sadab mag well, when you when, when you say, when it, you like say it like when you say it like that, <laughs> all right. So Daniel, yeah, Daniel, uh, uh, gets some candy. They have a moment of levity, right? Oh, because good. Her we mouth got some. Gets dry when she, de- <laughs> when she does the um, the snorkeling. Yeah, the you, are you, gross. yeah, you, you are so good at pointing out. She has some hard candy. Those little things and again, like don't drop them. Don't. I mean, they're being real willing. There's only five of them, and they've been out there. It's six forty-five like, at night now. They're like Donna and Taryn in the hot tub with diamonds, uncareful with that candy. No, Taryn's not uncareful. careful. They're, they. Is that uh, and from the levity again, good pacing, good editing. Immediately. Boom. There's, I would call, an attack. The first attack on the Daniel, And it's on Daniel this time. He gets hit by a shark. Yeah. He literally, they do a Jaws. He literally gets tugged under the surface. And I think it was Chris that was down there and, you know, pulled him under by his leg. You love this man. Chris, please get at us. Todd needs you. He made three movies. 
he didn't even have to make the third one. They got paid two and a half million dollars. Okay, I was going to talk about the other movies again. We talked about the first one, uh, Grind. Right? Have you no respect for this couple? But the third, the last movie he made looks pretty cool too. It looks like a horror film. Yeah, it's like a um, has a uh, forgive me, I forget the name. A ghost aspect to it, yeah, or supernatural it really cool. aspect to it. Yeah. They're st- in a one play, they're stuck in and a house. And he's bitten, and again, really nice, cool shot over, and you see just the blood pooling around him, so you know... And it's bad. This is not a nip like she no. may have had. This is pretty serious. Yeah, well, he got tugged under, a la Jaws, and now it's Susan's turn to take a look and tell him that it's not that bad. So Yet she, she has, has to, to say, like, find her way through the, the yeah. mist of the blood, blood mist, what... Um, yeah. Blood dis- dispersal? I don't know what it is. He's bleeding profusely. And he, she gets her, her weight strap around him to, to try to quell tourniquet. some of the bleeding. Yeah, she she does the tourniquet. The best way he can. And he says, like, this hurts. Like, and he's losing his mind. Yeah, he's yeah, in severe pain. when he's losing his mind. And he's like, we don't know anybody who's been bitten by a shark. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's only four guys on Shark Week that only get bit. Only them. Why me? <laughs> now, written improvised who knows what do you think does daniel travis have what it takes because they couldn't name them other names than themselves yeah, i felt like he was terrified Blanchard, susan daniel he couldn't yeah, remember it's, anything it's else. their real names susan and uh, well she has to go by blanchard because of the sag and again he loses it and now we have another crazy cut to the beach to bartenders and servers getting ready for yeah. their shifts. <laughs> and, I, and I love this cut because this is showing where they should be. I got that, too. They're on the, yeah, they're on the verge yeah. of, you know, he's bleeding out from a shark bike. Blanche is losing her mind because she's going to be let. I mean, she cares for him, obviously, but. Blanche? Why do you keep calling her Blanche? Uh, it's short for Blanchard. Oh. I didn't know that. Uh, we is have that a true? thing. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, we have right. a th- I thought yeah. Blanche her, was a strong yeah, name. Yeah, she, she doesn't know it, but her and I got a thing. Oh, cool. Good. And uh, so Blanche. <laughs> People are going to be looking at her as an 80-plus-year-old woman stuck in the water with this guy, Daniel. No, yeah, that, right? Yeah, total. total. Tr- so now she has to comfort she is him, but, taking... but she knows she can't survive alone. Like, if she loses, because she says it, well, you know, she, don't you okay. leave me alone. Okay, well, she's the one with the food. She's not the one that dropped the knife. I think arguably she's the she's the stronger of the two of these. Oh, we forgot about the knife drop. Yeah, yeah. he drops his knife when when he gets. Well, he was he was hit by a a shark, man. And this is that cutscene where, you know, there's no soundtrack. It was just ambient noise, and that made it more voyeuristic, kind of like oh. ethereal, like very good in your head. Like we should be here. Yeah, this is what you'd be hearing, kind of muffled version. Yeah, of that. The, so I'm giving him some credit for that. Nice job. I didn't I didn't have any of that. I, I love how you um. Well, just the person- pick up on the music like that. Yeah, and and you know when I've seen them using, it, I think it happened in the way, a few times where it's clear that they just use the ambient sound or whatever yeah. was on the scene. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. And now we have our night scene, and it's not what I wanted. And in the theater, this was scary as shit. Well, they they do the sunset, then they show the moon, and then they cut to where you mentioned everyone partying, and this is where they should be, and. You know, they have the one girl dancing all around. and But the director does a cool thing here. And it's cliche, but he does a cool thing. And it's night. Is yeah. that bad enough? You're stranded. Shark-infested waters. Storm. Got to be thunder and lightning. Got to be a storm. But I love I, – so this was, this was his masterpiece right here. 
of editing. The way he cut between the flashes of light from the storm to the pitch black with the with the sounds of them. Yep. Um and the way he edited it cutting back and forth. Yeah. Um I mean it it was it was really That's good. Scary shit. And this is this is the you know the climax of the film. Yeah, it's it's really scary. Yeah. That is in the theater, even at home, the lights were out. Yeah. And it's and you see the the more of the one shots and it's at the end. I didn't remember the shot that stuck with me the most is at the end. But this lightning and thunder, really scary. Now we get to the boat people. The next morning, these assholes are cleaning their shit out. Yeah. Now think about this person's business, this boat that took them out. They have one thing a day. That's it. They're fucking off the rest of the day. They don't even clean their shit up when they get back at eleven thirty. No, they're partying. They're hitting on. The, they're hitting it. on all the one. girls. One. So this fucking asshole realizes, uh oh, there's two tanks missing. Where did these two bags come from? Uh-oh, he pulls out their IDs, underneath. and that's where you see their first and last names. And the the uh, they, their picture IDs. Watkins and Kittner, and those are Watkins and Kittner. Oh, that's the, where you got it names. from. Well, yeah, they're from the IDs. Fuck, you're. Th- and there's a reason why. And well, the, I, it's Brian, so cheesy. That, Ryan, that was brilliant. It's so cheesy, but wait. So wait. the boat guy. Uh oh. They're not around. So what does he do? He calls the hotel. So how much time do they waste while the hotel guy goes? Dun, 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 are you there? Oh, they don't seem to be. In the well, hotel. they got it. Yeah, but you got to go through the steps. You got because they're in a moment of disbelief. Like there's no fucking way we left these people out in the middle of the ocean. We got to check no, the room. It's the, your first thought. Shit, we left these people in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Call he, the hotel just so it looks like we didn't. You know, <laughs> taking them down, all of them. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Anyway, it the, sounds like it's not the whole Cecil Hotel's fault that the girl fell in the tank. <laughs> so now we got a chopper, we got planes, we got boats, and it's eight fifty-five a.m. So these people have been under this ordeal for almost twenty-four. Nine forty-five was when they went in the water the day before. Now, mind you, the real episode that this was based on was two days before they found they were missing. So another full day. Oh, so are you saying that uh, our crew? They were they were much more in tune. Well, bunch of pussies, our people here, right? It's one day. They found it quicker. They were much more. Uh, <laughs> they were much more efficient. Well, they get back to our our team. They get back to uh, Susan and Daniel, and uh, at first, and uh, seeing it the first time, seeing it the second time, because I really it it had been too much time, and I've done too much damage to myself to have a good memory, <laughs> and. Daniel's sleeping. Damage to yourself? Daniel's sleeping, and he's sleeping, and then you're like, oh, no, Daniel's very pale. Oh, no, Daniel's dead. Yeah, so when did you realize he was dead? A minute into the scene. Like, it wasn't wasn't right away. Because she kisses him on the forehead. Yeah, it's very slow and deliberate, but you, it's really cool that you're like, I I didn't know. And now I'm trying to remember back, but it feels like I didn't. I don't think I knew until she actually yeah. released him. Now I, I you knew I, it before that he looked really pale. He's okay. not moving, um, and she slowly starts to again. I thought he was sleeping. Back to kind of a medium shot, and you see her detaching his gear, and she's she Susan does a really good job, and that's her. You know, I I left from Blanche. I I like Susan better. And, uh, I mean, that moment, she is so detached. She is so separating her mind from her body well, of what's really like, happening. Could you use a body, though? Could you? 
you know. She kisses on goodbye. He floats away, and then the unthinkable happens. Does she do that on purpose for what happens? No, she's she's in shock, disbelief. She's in. So she lets him go, and again, very slowly. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, what if the tide like kept bringing him back? And she's like trying to kick him away. She's like in the tide, just like so. Like she's gone yeah. for five minutes, and then that's just because like up on her. Yeah, you didn't want to deal with the reality of the scene. You have to make it into oh, a you comedy. Think that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Everybody your way of dealing with it. So it made me laugh thinking like he just kept coming back on her, and she's like, "Get the fuck, god damn it, get off me!" I said I'm not in the mood. And thankfully, the movie goes on, so I got that juvenile idea out of my head, and not far away. I mean, he does move away from her, and if he it float his he's dead. His body it's not, floats it's not away. Very far away, though, that he is. And then the unthinkable besieged. happens. Well, the unthinkable. I, that's the only thing I thought was going to happen. But when she horrifying. turned, when she when she turned away from that, so the body's floating, or what you know, what is above water of the body, um, and then you see bump, splash, bump, bump, tug, tug. And then when when Susan turns away from that, I mean it was brilliant the way she did. It's like she can't, she knows, but she knows what's happening, but she can't watch it. I don't think they liked each other very much. <laughs> it's not working, right? You're trying. I, you know, it's not a comedy. Sorry. I, I laughed at a bunch of parts, and again, there there was stuff in there that just got me. Yeah. Like certain well, this got scenes, me. Was this when she lets him go, and then the sharks just fucking eat him, and they pull the whole thing under. In the movie, in the theater, I will tell you that it wasn't very well attended, but there are people in there, and the final kind of scene, yeah, people gasped like you heard <gasps> when the body goes under because the the camera slowly starts to pan out, the sun is kind of coming up. And you see Susan, and she's doing something. And again, very purposefully, it takes a little long time. Yep. She's moving. You don't know what's up. And you see her gear. Yeah, and there's no zero off. emotion on her face. Well, she's you, very robotic. I mean, you because can't really see anything of her. I think it's from the back, isn't it? Yeah. Because, like, the sun is coming up. She's in total shadow. But you but see she's just, just floating by stuff. herself. And then the, there's more and more sharks around her. They're showing all the sharks. She is literally... So not only does she see Daniel's body to get eaten and tugged under the water, then they're they're That's showing the these sharks all around her. The camera. There must be fifty sharks. Is on water top of level? Water, yep. And then, and then goes under. under and you're like, oh, That's God damn, that's a lot forever. of sharks. That, and they're all real sharks around her. And that's when my buddy was losing his mind in this movie theater. Ralph this, this Swiss man, Dolph Lundgren, was like, it's like, holy shit, man. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I no. Holy shit, man. You sounded like Is that Swiss or no. Sweden? <laughs> Holy shit, man. And she just disappears under the water out of nowhere. She she takes off her tanks and rather than being eaten rather than be ripped apart and eaten alive by these fifty sharks that are circling her, she just lets herself go under the uh under the waves to uh, drown herself. Yeah. Yeah. And during the credits, which is a really rough credit sequence because they have some fishermen bringing in a shark that they've caught. Which yeah. It's really real. 
and they yeah, it was a real shark cut off its fins and all sorts of gross stuff and that well, was the f- really real the fins are what make all the money yeah um gross shark terrible. fin soup and they cut the stomach open and the guy says let's see what he ate yep and now did you think a body part was going to come out no I did. I, I I thought maybe something, but I didn't think. I thought for, for sure it was going to be like you know Daniel's head or something come rolling up. Well, a whole ish fish comes out, a couple other things, and a yellow, pretty sizable yeah. yellow video camera. The that same camera they were using that was on his wrist that him and I shared the barracuda moment with. So that's the movie. Um, hopefully y'all are still with us. We got a little bit more and I totally get it. If our, if we have sponsors at this point and they've decided to pull their sponsorship from us. Why? We understand. What you think we went along? We're not for everybody. We went a little long in this one, but we're for us. There are two sequels to this movie, Todd. Have you seen them? I have not seen them, but I have seen the titles and I know one of the third one's a cage and the other one is a drift. The second one is a drift. I've seen it. It's interesting. It's you know I mean it, it the acting isn't much better but it's got a really cool premise it's and not it's, it's not still, the same writer director I don't know I didn't no because he only did three know. films remember yeah that's right so they've just taken this franchise and then Open Water Three Cage Dive came out in 2017 also the same year as that surprisingly good movie 47 Meters Down with Mandy Moore Matthew Modine where those yeah, two girls yeah I, I seen that that like a couple months it's ago it's really good. Oh, you saw it? Uh huh. That was a good movie. So, so, so Manny Moore or or Susan? One of them. Which apes. which who who are you going with the actress? Who's who's the better actress? Unanswerable question. Okay. <laughs> and so it's interesting that Open Water, you know, just kind of like you know, you had uh, a bunch of movies about water at the same time, a bunch of movies about disasters yeah. at the same time. Well, you had Blake. Was it Blake Lively? Did the shallows or, the, or whatever that was? That was. But that came movie, out two movies about people trapped in, like regular people trapped in shark cages. Yeah. So they must have had the inside, uh, uh, inside scoop. As we mentioned, uh, this was filmed over two and a half years, and a lot of the cast and crew they spent their holidays and weekends doing it. All in all, Blanchard Ryan and Daniel Travis spent over 120 hours in the water over the course of production. Man, and That's he, a lot. he had to edit all that down. Holy shit. The last names. This is why uh, I'm very nerdy. Okay. But it, it took me a minute to, to, to catch her name, but her last name is Watkins, and his, his last name is Kittner. Now, a lot of people who don't like this movie say it was unfairly compared to Jaws. I've never heard this movie compared to Jaws. I think... Most movies that are that have sharks in them are automatically compared to Jaws. You're right. But there's a little boy who was unfortunately eaten in the movie Jaws, and his name is Alex Kittner. Oh, get the fuck out. And the first victim of Jaws in the movie Jaws, her name is Chrissy Watkins. So the last name is the girl? The, main char- yeah, the, the, the girl one. in the dark? Yeah, Chrissy Watkins. Well, that's for sure. Richard Dreyfuss. That's yeah. for sure. So these are homage- homages to Jaws. Yes. I just want to take a moment and, and just applaud your brilliancy Stupid. there. That was amazing. Well, that again, Kittner is one of those gold. shark names that, like, you, you know, you just it's. If Goldfinger was a movie, it would star you. <laughs> In 2013, I don't know if you found this, but Star Blanchard Ryan discussed her full nude scene in a podcast interview, including seeing this movie with her parents. 
No. Wait, it's a podcast? No, she did. She discussed it on a podcast. This movie, yeah, yeah. A podcast interview. She felt the scene was a gratuitous move, but agreed it was necessary because the beginning of the movie was boring and they needed something to wake people up. <laughs> I thought they were trying to establish the relationship as a couple, how how they were free um, with each other. Uh, that but, was her take, her artistic but choice. You, uh, when she saw it with her parents at a screening, they both had different reactions. Her father took it in stride because he comes from a sports background. I think he's the GM for a professional sports team. Uh, and he has a locker room mentality about nudity. Wow. So that's her her own father. Where have I heard locker room talk before? That sounds like a straight-up weirdo. What? Uh, her mom <laughs> was horrified about seeing her little girl naked on screen. Blanchard Ryan said uh, she and her father laughed about it because her mom was more worried about Ryan taking her clothes off in front of the world than her being in danger swimming with real sharks. Wow. So Blanchard Ryan's mom was more worried about the nudity than the yeah. swimming with actual sharks. Yeah. So what would um, what would our girl from the bronze say about uh, her her frontal shot? Um, yeah, that uh, the bush is gross. There's a, the the landing strip was a little too much. Yeah, I think uh, it should be yeah, all gone. Said, uh, or no, she she took issue with full bush, so I think she would. He like said full bush was gross, was and happening. this was certainly not that. Well, this is. I am really. I had a fun time getting back to this movie, and I know I hashed on a little bit of the, a little bit came across cheesier with the acting than I remember. Yeah. Uh, reviews. It's time for reviews. We'll get a jingle. We started on that. that last week. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna keep it going or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nine hundred reviews or so Holy. Uh, on IMDb. Now I take IMDb reviews. Yeah, nine hundred. Nine hundred. A lot of them were one star. <laughs> a staggering amount were bad. Two hundred fifty-six were one star. Oh, I'm gonna sharpen my knives. All right, let's go. A I'm lot ready. of. Bring I it. know I've already kind of turn the steam valve a little but and i'm not trying to put you over the edge so having gone through so many of them that were bad i'm gonna i i've, I've extrapolated a few commonalities yeah and these my, are some commonalities in my defense is typically always the same so it's very predictable this <laughs> we might not be we might have to take the segment out does this affect you bad huh no i i i i, I I, can, I like this movie. I really, I had fun watching it. Although I found some things hilarious and unintentionally, that's just that's yeah. what this podcast has done to me. I I have issue in the same thing I was picking on you earlier about with the Beethoven, you know, criticism and stuff like that. It's, it's I have valid, issue you know. with people that criticize that have never done it, or have only done it once, or or what have you. Yeah, that could sit in their chair and just criticize other. It, it's it's useless. And we've it's made pointless. it this many years as friends. Yeah, I do that shit a lot. <laughs> well, you do it. You do it in a jokey manner. You and Jess both do it. You know, it's like a it's like a game with you. And then oh. the podcast that you listen to, I've discovered, do that at nausea. Getting a movie made is 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 amazing, especially under these circumstances. So this is a one out of ten. A waste of time. Filmmakers, actors, and viewers. Ridiculous. I can't believe they spent over two years filming this on weekends and vacation time. And that the actors actually put themselves at risk swimming with actual sharks. Taking that risk for this? Here's the spoiler. What was up with that ending? I wasn't even sure what happened to the man at first. 
directing, editing, and quote-unquote script on that was completely vague. So it was just up to the actress, I suppose, to convey that he had died. And how idiotic that he should just push him off instead of hang on to him. Retain his body for a proper funeral. Use him for flotation. <laughs> Use his equipment. Knife, examples given. She, he dropped the knife. For possible tools of survival. And then, when she submerges herself, I said, Is that it? Is she drowning herself? Is she just hiding from sharks? Ha! And then fade to black. Uh, yeah, whatever. Talk about inability to write a scenario and direct with competence. Two more annoying things. One, the boob shot. It stood out like a sore dot 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 thumb. So glaringly gratuitous. I felt embarrassed for the actress because it was so unnecessary, despite what the producer said in the optional commentary on the DVD. Which brings me to the annoying thing number two. The optional commentary on the DVD. The producer the director's wife, must be one of the most irritating people in the biz. In one breath, she's trying to be deep about the bland story, and in the next, she's selling this entire cheap project as something stupendous. Shut up. Fade to black. <laughs> oh, boy. Where do I begin? <laughs> All right, and the last one, uh, again, this one's a little longer. Maybe I'll cut some of this. Is this a, a one this star? This is a positive. Okay, this is the good one. Yep. And it's titled, You People Just Don't Get It. Open Water was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Being a complete dive bum, I haven't dived in open water with nobody but myself before. If you can't relate to this, then don't write a review telling how awful the movie is because open water is exactly the opposite. Amen, brother. Based on a true story, open water is a terrifying... Once again, for those of us who can actually relate, experience with the emotional horrors of loneliness. People say that the movie is boring because there is no other setting other than the ocean for an hour and a half. But you have to truly love the ocean and its beauty in order to find where the heart of the film lies. Being alone in the water with no one around except bull sharks, who, by the way, are rated as the number one most deadly shark in the world ahead of the Great White. Caribbean reef sharks. Is absolutely horrific. It doesn't take much intelligence to hate this film because thoughts and experience with the ocean itself are necessities to understand this film's message. Oh, my God. I've also dived at nighttime as well. As all professional scuba and freedivers know, this is a very, very dangerous and unnecessary risk to take. If I learned anything about night diving in the ocean, it's a sickening, nervous feeling in your stomach. You can't really see what's ahead until you come almost face-to-face with whatever lies ahead. Such as a coral reef. Never have I night-dived again. (laughs) Uh... Night diving by far is the most petrifying thing I've ever done. This is probably the reason that I had had to bite down on my napkin during the night scene with the tiger shark. So this guy uh, chastises you if you watch this movie having not been a diver, and he had to chomp down on his napkin during the night scene, so he was eating this during Din Din. Well, if you criticize it for for said reasons and never have and he never talks have about done himself it. a so lot. I, I agree with that a Free whole percent. As I said before, truly it takes true experience with the ocean in relationship to the characters to understand why this movie is one of the greatest. Also, just a piece of knowledge, the story that this is based off is still labeled as an unsolved crime. The myth that detectives and police will never know is that it may have been a setup. I'm unsure how this information was released, but it has been said that the husband was planning for this in order to make his wife's murder look like an accident. This is most likely not true, but I'm just giving you some harmless knowledge. (laughs) Yeah, there was a bunch of those scenarios. Overall, open water is a completely realistic, they use real bull sharks, insight into loneliness and fear. 
I have an abundance of experience and take it from a dive bum myself. No other movie tells the truth of fear like open water. So, unfortunately, it was it's written that it's Caribbean reef sharks, which are much more harmless than bull sharks. Bull sharks and tiger sharks are both there. Tiger shark is what hit the the young lady that I mentioned earlier, the 21-year-old that was killed in 2019. Bull sharks, tiger sharks, both man-eaters, very dangerous. These were Caribbean reef sharks that were being wrangled by one of the top shark wranglers. Seward Cove. In the uh, Seward Cove, yeah, in the biz. And under their wetsuits, they had full mesh, full metal mesh, um, you know, protection in case they did get nipped at. So... Uh, they were being as safe as they could be. They are. They were. Well, man, um, I'm still oh. never going to scuba dive ever. Well, and and I have to take, you know, my hat is completely off to these two actors for getting in the water. And, of course, the, the writer-director who filmed it in, in the water with them because there is no fucking way I would get in the water yep. with those sharks. Yep. And and that that man and that woman did it for how many hours? You 120 said total. 120 of hours years. of filming. They were in the water with those sharks, and who knows if a bull or, or a tiger shark decides to show up? You know, because they're throwing chum in the water. Yeah. yeah. It, it fuck that. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, fuck that. Um, I ain't doing it. This so, movie was fun. Thank you for bringing me back to the terror I felt in the theater watching this movie with the Swiss. In San Francisco. In San Francisco, my friend. Good times. Well, hey, uh, until the next time. Yeah, speed race to the ending as as we as we want to do. And, and Ryan. Oh, we got to let these people have their lives, too. Yeah. We can't all just be our sweet, savory voices. Oh, but it's so sweet. Hey, Todd. Yes, Ryan. We will always have Monty Doro. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little bit. Love it. It's just a little independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're gonna love it. It's just a little I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Oh. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so, yeah. Just a little okay. independent. <laughs>